Thank you, Jesus. It's another beautiful, wonderful morning, friends. We want to welcome you this morning to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Wherever you are joining from this morning, what a privilege to share this moment with you. Let us pray. This morning, we want to pray. We want to seek the direction of the Lord. We want to seek the mind of God. We want to understand the perspective of the Spirit, particularly in these days of crisis that we live in. Crisis has a way of deviating us from the heart of God, the intentions of God, from the plans of God for our life. And I really want us to pray this morning and realign ourselves back to the track, amen, that heaven has ordained for us. So let us pray. We want to look unto Jesus and let him guide us even in times like this, amen. Father, we thank you. We honor you this morning. We rejoice in you. Our heart, Lord, is gladdened in the intentions and counsels of your spirit for our day. Lord, once again, we present our lives to you as Romans 12 says, that we must offer ourselves to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Lord, are there any areas in our life that we've been distracted, that has distracted us? Are there issues, oh God? Yes, and we know there are issues. There are all kinds of uh, challenges buffeting us, seeking to drown us, seeking to take our eyes off you. You said to them on that great day, you said, let us go to the other side. And as they began the journey, the Bible says you reclined and you went to sleep. Yes, in the boat you were sleeping. And then the Bible says there was, uh, there was a mighty storm. Yes, and they began to worry and began to think to themselves, are we going to die here? Are we going to capsize here? And yet you said to them, let us go to the other side. We know that in this season of transition, we are moving to the place that you have ordained for us. Yet we are beginning to feel, yes, the impact of the wind. We are feeling the impact of the storm. We're feeling all kinds of, yes, uh, 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 challenges, yes, abnormalities, contradictions. Yet you are there with us. You said you will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, we once again come before you this morning. We want to start by repenting of forgetting that you are there with us. We want to start by, yes, acknowledging that we have taken our eyes off you, that we are focusing on things that we ought not to focus on, that we are majoring on things that we ought not to major on, that our mind, our heart, our desire, Lord, has been captured, is being captured, oh God, yes, by the, by the, by the, by the worries of life, by the challenges of life. You said because of the word's sake, yes, the enemy came and began to challenge and began to challenge the word. Father, we pray this morning that our hearts, that our minds, that our life once again will be realigned back to the place of divine, yes, intention. That we will be relocated back to that place that you have desired and ordained for us. That we will not be distracted. That our thought, oh God, yes, will be 
brought back to the place of quietness, to the place of submission, to the place of total yieldedness. Yes, we know the battle is always within, no matter what may be happening around us, no matter what may be happening, yes, within society. We know at the end of the day that the, the, the decisions that we make, oh God, is informed by the construct and the conditions of our heart. And therefore, this morning, Lord, we bring ourselves and we say, Jesus, you are the one that we want to see. It is you that we want to hear. It is your instruction. It is your leading. It's your guidance that we want. So we turn to you this morning. We turn our hearts, we turn our lives to you. Out of, yes, the boisterous wind, we, we, we look unto you out of the challenges of the days and the season, oh God. With all that is happening globally, Father, we declare this morning that we lay those issues aside. We want to see you, Jesus. We want to hear you. We want to know your mind. We want to know your thoughts. We want to know your desire and your intention. Yes. Yes, it is wisdom for us to return back to the place, yes, where we can hear you. It is wisdom for us to return back to the place where we can see you. It is wisdom for us to return back to the place where we are assured that you are our foundation, that you are our strength, that you are our bulwark. It is wisdom for us, oh God, to move away from the distraction and focus. You say, look unto me and be saved. This morning we turn to you. I turn to you on behalf of my family. I bring everyone this morning to turn to you on behalf of, oh God, yes, my loved ones, my disciples. I proclaim this morning that we turn to you. We look unto you this morning. We, we, we position you in view, oh God, yes. We maintain you in view, almighty God, so we don't begin to sink like Peter. And indeed, many are beginning to sink. The challenges of life, the quagmire of our day, oh God, yes. The, the, the issues of our time are causing men, Christians, leaders to sink. We refuse to sink. We refuse, oh God, to sink. We declare this morning that we rise above, yes, the storm water we rise above the stormy weather we rise above oh god the wind we rise above almighty god the quicksand we declare this morning that our feet is stayed on christ the solid rock our eternal rock of ages you say men always ought to pray and not to faint so this morning we bring our life prayer begins from a position yes of a posture of our heart we bring our life this morning like Isaac we lay on the altar this morning we lay on the altar not minding the next thing that is about to happen we proclaim this morning that we first of all offer ourselves Lord as, as living sacrifice as we make ourselves our life oh God the very altar yes that will accept the sacrifice we proclaim this morning that you will come and you will purify every aspect of our being, our minds, our thoughts, our desire. We bind them to you. Yes, we bind them to you. Binding is a good word. We bind ourselves to you. We, 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 we surrender to your will. We marry your intentions and counsel this morning. We divorce ourselves from everything and anything that is fleshy, that is carnal. Everything that is of this world, yes. We, 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 we 
break away from them. We proclaim this morning, Christ, it is you this morning that we desire. It is you that we want to go with. You say, take up your cross and follow me. We declare this morning that as we take up our cross, we follow the path of your spirit. We follow the leading of your spirit. We follow your guidance and your footstep. We say, lead us. Yes, we don't want to be led astray, oh God, by the, that the distractions and the noises around us. We want to follow that straight and narrow path. We want to follow that straight and narrow path. We want to be obedient children. We want to be obedient servants. We want to be obedient stewards. We take our cross this morning and we follow you. Yes, yes. The scripture says, though he slay us, we will not deny him. We proclaim this morning that our life is surrendered to your will, that our mind is surrendered to your desire. We wear the mind of Christ this morning. It's called the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God, the ailment of salvation. We receive this morning once again, yes, the reality, the knowledge of God, the joy of our salvation. We proclaim this morning that we walk in the truth, in the authority of the joy of our salvation. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, we thank you this morning that our strength is renewed. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Our strength is renewed this morning. Our minds are transformed this morning. We bind ourselves to your will. We refuse, we reject this morning every works of the flesh. Yes, we know that the counsels of the enemy is to bring us to the place of the oppressions of the flesh. But we declare this morning, yes, that we are a people of the Spirit. We are born of God. Hallelujah. We are born of the Spirit. You said that which is born of God overcomes the world. We overcome this morning. We overcome the flesh. We overcome the lust of the eyes. We overcome the pride of life. We overcome the deceitfulness of riches. We overcome, yes, the value systems of this world. We overcome pride. We overcome iniquity. We overcome in the name of Jesus anxiety. We overcome in the name of Jesus every ungodliness, every, yes, canal Father, we take up the cross this morning. We proclaim that we are crucified with Christ. We declare it is no longer us who lives, but Christ who lives in us. For the life that we live in this flesh, we live in the faith of him who died for us. We live in the faith of the Son of God who died for us. We declare this morning that we are crucified with Christ. Hence, our life this morning, yes, is lived through Christ. We walk in the power of resurrection this morning hallelujah the scripture says for we will eat the fruit of our lips regardless of how we may feel regardless of what may be going on oh god within the within the circumference of our life we dare to say this morning that christ yes is the lord of our life is the lord of our soul that his word yes yea and amen that he is able yes to bring to pass that which he has spoken you say you will eat the fruit of your lips so father we proclaim this morning that we know that you are working all things uh, together for our good we know this morning that your intentions for us uh, yes will bring 
first to the place of your desire and intention. And so, Father, we surrender and we submit this morning. I surrender and I submit this morning to your ways and to your will as I join faith with my brother and my sister, wherever they may be this morning, oh God, or outside our time zone. I pray this morning that everyone, oh Father, will be lifted. We come to the place of renewal. We come to the place, oh God, of empowerment, spiritual empowerment. Father, we thank you. Yes, few months ago, you spoke to us about being strengthened, strengthening our inner man. We proclaim this morning that we are stronger in Christ. We are strengthened. Our faith this morning, yes, receive new life, receive rejuvenation, receive an awakening. We declare this morning that we walk in the power of resurrection. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Victory is ours as we overcome every demonic, satanic oppressions and impression. We rise up this morning with the fragrance of the spirit of prayer. We come to the place of the altar. We come to the place of intercession. We come to the place of interception. We come to the place of spiritual advancement. Christ is at work in us. We declare this morning that we will not be silent. You see, friends, the plan of the enemy is to silence us and to keep us fixative. Keep our mind fixative, yes, on what is going on in the natural realm. What is going on in Gaza? What is going on in Israel? All of the things going on right now in Israel and in that region, yes, they are prophetic metaphor for us to look into our own life. Many people have taken on some, you know, battle that is not theirs. <laughs> we can look at all of that, but if you look into your life, do you have victory over the enemy that is coming behind to, you know, to strike you? Do you? Do you have the understanding that all that is going on as spiritual metaphor, that we have to look at that and look into our own life? Do you have what it takes to, to fight your own amass? Do you have what it takes to fight your own spiritual, you know, you know, satanic, demonic amass? Do you have that? Do you, do you know what it, what it means to overcome spiritual terrorism? Terrorism. Because indeed, there are, there are terrorist spirits that, that are seeking to terrorize your life. <laughs> So we've got to keep our eyes on the on the Lord. And I began, you know, when I began to talk about these things, I began by saying, where was the best of the military might of Israel when the Amas struck? You see, Bible said one man was sleeping. One man, I see a church that is fast asleep. And the enemy is about to sneak in. The enemy is sneaking in already. And he's taking our joy, he's taking our, our peace, he's taking our sense of tranquility, he's, he's taking our vision, he's doing all kinds of things to weary, to, you know, to, to, to limit us, to paralyze us. But we've got to rise up this morning in the name of Yeshua, we've got to rise up in the name of Christ, we've got to rise up in the name of the Messiah, we've got to take our stand. The Bible says that haven't done all to stand, have we done all to stand? One of the things we have to continually to do, amen, is to keep our focus, to keep our eyes on Jesus. I tell you, you take your eyes off Jesus, you start sinking into all kinds of things. You will start to sink into all kinds of things, into all kinds of thought pattern, into all kinds of belief system, into all kinds of, you know, ideologies, into all kinds of spirit of hate, you know, and, and unforgiveness and, and, you know, pride and iniquity. I tell you, it's already happening. 
And you'll be saying, well, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. Well, I go to church. Well, I do this, I do that. Well, but you're already sinking. You're being captured by a foreign spirit. So we focus this morning. We turn our eyes on the Lord. We turn ourselves back to the Lord. You see? You see, you only have two options. You can either go forward or you go backwards. You are not allowed to remain amen, at the same spot. No. <laughs> to remain at the same spot basically is to be, you know, is to be backsliding, is to be going backwards. Going forward is a state of your mind, is a state of your thinking. Yes, it is is about you, hallelujah. Yes, waking up and being motivated. The Bible says, and David encouraged himself. You know, most times we read that, but we really don't understand what that is. We don't understand what it means to self-motivate yourself to advance into a battle, into a position, amen, that naturally it feels like you are unable. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. I mean, he was in a state, in a condition where everyone around him has lost hope in him, has lost hope in his leadership. The Bible says his own men were planning to stone him. Can you believe that? This is David. This is David, the mighty warrior. Yes, the king himself, the man that God chose. When life begins to happen to you, people you think support you, people who you think believe in you, people who think have your back, will be the people, amen, that the enemy will begin to steer the heart to want to challenge you, to challenge your leadership, to challenge your position. At that point, when a leader gets to a point where, you know, he or she feels that has been challenged, I tell you, there's nothing that can be more, <clears throat> that can be more depressing. <clears throat> there's nothing that can be more defeating. And that was where David found himself. And he summoned that strength from within. Bible says he encouraged himself. If you're going to stand and start victorious in this end of days, you have to learn to have enough amen, reserve of inner strength. You have to learn to have amen, a reservoir on the inside of you that when you are down, you are able, hallelujah, to call upon the name of the Lord like the days of Enos. Bible says men began to call upon the name of the Lord. That you begin to call upon him, Lord, help me, save me. And that was the prayer of Peter. Lord saved me. And the Lord reached out to him and said, why do you doubt? Peter, why do you doubt? It's the same thing the Lord said to his disciples in the boat. <clears throat> why do you doubt? I can assure you many of us are in that state of doubting. When situation and circumstance and need begin to mount up in your life, the very first manifestation is doubt. Is God able? Can God bring water out of a rock? Can God make a way in the, in the wilderness? Can this desert in my life bloom again? Can I really produce the fruit as, as you know, as it's been said? Can I really be productive? The world today, everybody is talking about being productive. We, our, our, you know, our devices are littered with AI talking to people about how to be productive. This AI will make you do this. That I'm telling you, we are, oh, God help us. They say we've toiled all night and we've cut nothing. 
I'm, I'm, just, I'm just calling us back to the place. You see, these are fundamentals to our spiritual faith, to our spiritual work. This is not about some big revelation. These are the fundamentals. You see, it's the fundamentals that will keep us, amen, going. When you forget this thing, you find yourself in a state you don't want to be. Peter said, for we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Talk about being productive. It could be being productive as a man, being productive as a woman, being productive as a husband, as a wife, being productive, you understand, in your ministry, whatever it is. Nobody wants to live a life where or I, nothing seems to be working. We're in that season right now. Many are getting tired and getting confused and don't know what to do. But guess who make the way? Jesus said to Peter, launch to the other side. Cast your net to the other side. You see, when you take your eyes of the Lord, when you take your eyes of Jesus, you will begin to try all kinds of things. You will begin to try, and some of those things may work. It's just the fact that you have not put your hope and your attention, hallelujah, on the voice of the master himself, and therefore they're not going to work. So Jesus said to Peter, amen, cast your net to the other side. I tell you, friends, he knows the other side. We're praying this morning. And this prayer, amen, is, is to awaken our consciousness, is to awaken ourselves back to, hallelujah, the one who has called us, the one, amen, whom we claim we love, whom we claim we are following, whom we claim, amen, is our Savior and our Lord. I want you this morning, yes, not to take this prayer, not to take this moment for granted. I want you to look into your life and ask yourself, do you still have faith? Is your faith still alive? Is your faith, amen, your faith still looking towards the direction of his voice? Or is your faith in something else? You can have faith in something else. You can have faith in people in the system. You can have faith, amen, in your own ability. You can have faith in your own gifting. Is your faith still in Christ? Or have you allowed the crisis to derail you from Christ? Because crisis has a way of shifting our focus. Crisis has a way, amen, of derailing us. Crisis have a way, amen, yes, of, of amplifying what we, what we should not, amen, yes, be paying attention to. Crisis has a way, amen, yes, of beaming the light on our own self-preservation. Crisis has a way, yes, of pointing to things and people, hallelujah, that we should not really be concerned about in terms of, you know, seeking help or strength from them. Crisis. Crisis has a way of defining who is strong from who is weak. Crisis is what separates, yes, the mature from the immature. Crisis is what defines and determines if indeed, hallelujah, we are going to rise up and become what the, what the Father has ordained for us. Or crisis can bring us to the place where we surrender and we submit, yes, to, you know, to the situation, to the circumstance. Crisis has a way of defeating us. one way to, 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 to keep crisis, amen, in a state of total defeat is to keep your eyes on the Lord. We have to keep our mind stayed on the Lord. He said, look unto me and be saved. We have to keep our eyes, yes, on the Lord in every area. This morning, we're looking unto Jesus in the place of prayer. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. 
we look unto you mighty God we look unto you this morning Lamb of God I look unto you I look unto you where my help comes from I look up to the hill where my help comes from I look up to you this morning my strength and my refuge I declare that you are my light, you are my shield, you are my buckler. I look unto you this morning, I look up to you, my strong tower, my bulwark. I look up to you. I need to hear from you. I have to hear from you. After, after six days, the Bible says Jesus took Peter, James and John to the mountain of transfiguration. What do they do in the mountain of transfiguration? It's a place of prayer. The place of prayer is a place where we get to be transformed. But the place of prayer is a mountainous place. You have to come there. Who can come to the hill of the Lord? Nobody prays in the valley, but most time our situation begins in the valley. But we have to leave that valley realm and come, amen, to the mountain of God so we can see the things he wants us to see. The plan of the enemy is to keep us in the valley. In fact, is to pray in the valley realm. You can never have effective prayer in the valley realm. You've got to live where the situation is. That's what it means to come to the mountain. You've got to live the realm in your mind, in your thought pattern. You've got to leave that, yes, that pressing need. You've got to leave it behind and come go yonder. You've got to climb the year. It's, it's sacrifice. Prayer is sacrifice. Prayer is a call to sacrifice. When you pray, amen, in the midst of your problem, that problem will overwhelm you. In fact, what you're going to be seeing is the need. What you're going to be seeing, what will be magnified, what will be amplified, you understand, is that situation. That's all you're going to be seeing. Have you been in that situation where you're praying, but all you're seeing is the problem? You never see Jesus. You could never just break through in the prayer to see Christ because you're so overwhelmed by that situation. And in the midst of your prayer, you just got up. Because you yourself know that uh -uh, this prayer is going nowhere. This prayer is going nowhere. You, you couldn't just further deceive yourself. You, you, you cut the prayer. You just cut the prayer because you know, amen, that you are not climbing. You're not, you're not in the place. You know, when you pray, you know, you know when your prayer, yes, is making sense. When your prayer is breaking through, you know it. You can feel it. Yes. Yes. Because you're a spirit being. You know. Jesus taught us how to pray. Come to the hill. Come to the mountain. He took Peter, James, and John. These were the people that he was going to hand, it, you know, hand his work, his ministry over to. Yes. These are the people that were going to take over the leadership of the ecclesia. You understand? He took them to the place. He took them to the place of strength. He took them to the place that when situation begins to pan out in the valley, that they must know how to come to the hill. In the midst of the war, in the midst of the, the carnage, the destruction. Within all that is happening in your home, family, business, career. It's time to come to the hill. It's time to come to the mountaintop. It's time, yes, that we take that journey. You've got to learn to leave things behind. You've got to learn to leave people behind. Sometimes you've got to leave, amen. You've got to learn to leave your own feelings behind. Jesus taught us how to deal with our feeling in the, in the garden of Gethsemane. 
not my will, he said. That was the total submission of his will, of his own, you know, emotion, not my will. Father, if it be thy, if it be your will, can, can this, take this cup away from me. This thing is, is too much for me. It's, it's too painful for me. But immediately he said, not my will. Ah, God is looking for a generation in us that will be able to say, not my will, not my will. Your will is the total submission of your identity. Your will is the total amen, definition of, of who you are, your personality, your authority, you understand? What you have, amen, what you are aspiring to, you know, to become, to have, is all captured in that one word, will. It's through your will that you make decisions, that you make a choice. You can decide now not to listen to me again and do something else. It's the power of your will. It's one of the greatest things God has given to, you know, to man. Amen. Yes. Man was made in the image of God. One of, one of the characters of the image of God is the ability to make a man personal choice, individual choice. Not my will, he said. The day we learn to lay down our will for the will of God to triumph over our desire. Ah, that day we begin to break forth. We begin to enter into the realm, hallelujah, of our true nature and identity. When we begin to pray, not my will. That's why he said, pray is kingdom to come. That's the best prayer you can pray when you don't know how to pray. When you feel tired, when you don't feel like amen saying, when you even don't know what to say, just say, Lord, I pray your kingdom, your kingdom come, let your will be done in my life, in this situation that I find myself, in this circumstance, in this environment that I find myself, in this, in this quagmire, in this confusing state. I pray, I bind myself to your will, I bind myself to your desire. May your kingdom come in my life. It is the best secure prayer you can pray. I yield myself to you. I may not understand many things happening, but I know one thing. You've got good plans for me. And I bind myself to that plan. I yield myself to that plan. I may not understand how the next door is going to open. But I'm yielding myself to you. I may not even like, yes, the next thing you are, you, are, you, are, you are commanding me to do. You are demanding me to do. But I agree. I trust in you. I trust in your will. That's what it means to pray earlier. That kingdom prayer. I trust in your will. I trust in your intention. He said, for my plans for you are good plans. You don't want to follow your own way. You don't want to surrender to your own will in this season and time. Oftentimes, our own will may seem like it's the right one. May seem like it's the, it's the correct one. You look at things, amen, from natural human perspective. You may actually think you're on the right side. You may just think you're on the right side. But wait until you begin to see things from a higher vantage view. This is the reason why God says in this season, leave the valley, come to the mountain, to the place of prayer. Come to the place of intercession. Lord, we yield ourselves to you. We surrender our minds and our thoughts to you. We proclaim that of our will, of our own self, we have no ability to do anything. I cannot of myself make anything happen. 
Whatever choice I'm making right now, Lord, has to be based on your desire and intention. So that, amen, when the consequence of that choice begin to pan out tomorrow, I know that I have heard your voice. I know that you are the one that has led me. You see, and that is what gives us courage. That's what gives us, you know, closure. That we know we are in the will of God. But when you make decisions that are not in line with the will of God, when you begin to face backlash and you begin to face consequence, you see, you can either get disappointment and get, you know, so discouraged and get to the point where you become even so depressed and the enemy comes, you understand, and lie to you and tell you all kinds of things. And of course, then you give up. But when you learn to wait on the Lord, you learn to trust, amen, yes, in his, in his coming. You learn to wait for his salvation. Yes, David taught us how to wait for the salvation of God. You see, salvation does not mean, it does not only mean that you are saved and you're going to heaven. Salvation also means, amen, yes, the way God comes and deliver you, the way God comes, amen, and bring guidance and leading out of a situation. We have to learn to wait for the salvation of God. It may not come when we expect, but it will come. God is never late and he never delays. If there's a, if, 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 if there seems to be a delay it's because there are things in your life, amen, God is pointing to. If, there's, if, a, if a provision is not coming the way you expect, it's because, amen, there are things they are trying to align your life to understand so that when that provision comes, amen, you are not swept off the ground. You don't miss it. There's no delay in God. You've got to learn to trust in God's timing. You've got to learn to trust in God's way. You've got to learn to trust in God's desire and counsel. He's got a desire for your life, friends. He's got, amen, yes, a unique desire for your life. He's got a unique desire for my life. Father, this morning we surrender to your way. We surrender to your plan. We surrender to your desire. We surrender to your counsel. No matter what it may seem, no matter how it may look, no matter how we may feel about it, we know your plans for us are good plans. We know your plans, oh God, yes, are the best of plan. We can never desire something better than what you have desired and ordained for us. We can never long for something better than what you have desired and ordained for us. Hence this morning, Father, we... We bind ourselves, we marry, we join ourselves with your will. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. You know, when the kingdom of God comes into a life, into a, into a place, you understand? It takes dominion. The kingdom of God is manifest, amen, through Alea, the sovereignty of God over a person, over a situation, over a circumstance. We yield ourselves to your ways. We yield ourselves to your pattern. We yield ourselves, oh God, to your desire. We yield ourselves. We may not fully understand what is going, going on. Oftentimes, we don't fully get the picture. Even when you have a vision of, of the future, they don't show you the process of how to get there. You just have to trust God. Yes. You just have to trust Him. Amen. In every step you take, you have to trust Him. Hallelujah. And that is the beauty of the Christian faith. It's not a religion. It's a walk with God. It's a walk with God, amen, based on trust. 
Hallelujah. The anchor of faith is the trust we have in God. Faith, the Bible says, faith is the substance of things we hope for. The very evidence of what we do not see. But faith, the elders, they obtain good reports. He that must come to God must believe that he is friends. Don't take your eyes of him that is calling you. Come. The one who said to, to Peter, come. <laughs> Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come. He said, come. When he, when he asks you to come, you don't want to take your eyes off him. You don't want to take your focus off him. He's been speaking to us, amen, for many seasons right now about our faith, amen. Yes, envision, envisioning him, amen. Putting our, our vision, our trust, and our hope in him. Calibrating our sight. Come. Your sight, hallelujah. It's no good if you can't see him in view. Your, your, your sight is not good if you cannot see Christ in focus. We look up to you. Touch my sight this morning. That I may continue to see you. You see, what you see affects what you hear. And what you hear affects what you see. The two go together. And of course, affect what you say. They that must come to God must believe. Lord, help our unbelief this morning. Help us to believe. Help us, oh God, to walk in the path of your kingdom. Help us to walk, oh God, in the path of faith. Help us, oh God, not to lose faith, not to lose hope, not to lose direction in this season. Help us, oh God, not to lose trust. Our Father, we anchor our faith on you this morning. We anchor our hope in you this morning. We anchor, oh God, yes, our life in you. Your word, oh God, yes, Father, is our strength. Your word is our stamina. Your word gives us, oh God, life. Your word gives us vitality this morning. Your word gives us courage. Via your word this morning, we rise up and we declare that we are able to do, yes, in the name of Jesus, we are able, Father, we thank you this morning that we are renewed, we are rejuvenated, we are realigned to the authority, yes, Father, of your glorious intention. We proclaim Christ be found in us this morning. Christ be found in me. Christ be found in my mind. Christ be found in my thoughts. Christ be formed in my desire not my desire, not what I want there are always good things a man wants for himself but it is what the Lord wants for us that will bring us lasting joy and fulfillment and satisfaction so Father this morning teach us how to yes, love your will teach us how, how to love your desire for us, teach us how to be what you have desired and ordained us for oh God Teach us, O oh God, not to be swayed, not to be drawn away, not to be shifted, O oh God, by what, yes, the world says we are. No, it is what you say. It's what matters. It is what you proclaim and define us for. We want to war, oh God, yes, for the, for the prophetic word, oh God, dangling over our life this morning. You say we must fight for the good, we must fight the good fight, oh God. We must fight for the prophetic word, yes, for the, for the declarations that you've made over our life. Friends, I tell you this morning, there are things that God, amen, has designed and ordained you for, amen, that the enemy is warring and desiring to frustrate and is using the complexity of the distractions of the day to derail us. No. If God says, I need you to go to Nineveh, you don't want to pay your way, hallelujah, to Tarsus. 
Tarsus may be a good place, maybe you know a nice place. No, but your your place of jam fulfillment is Nineveh. Come on, Lebra no Shikayada. We yield ourselves to you this morning. We surrender ourselves to your ways. Yes, we may not fully understand your intention, but we say, Father, may your kingdom come. May your kingdom be manifest in our thought pattern. May your kingdom be manifest in our taste board. May your kingdom be manifest in our desire. May your kingdom be, be revealed, oh God, yes, Father, in our preferences. May your kingdom this morning, oh God, yes, be manifest in what we long for, oh God. Hide us. Hide us in yourself this morning. Take us away, oh God. Bring us out of, oh God, the distractions of the day. We want to be people, oh God, yes, whose mind, whose heart are focused on you. This is the heart of the prophetic. Yes, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Help us this morning, oh God, to be aligned to your prophetic desire and intentions for our life, for our city, for our homes, for our family, oh God, this morning. Yes, Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that we align ourselves with your prophetic desire and design. We declare this morning, oh Father, that our life, oh God, yes, like like living stones, oh God, are being fitted into that original intention that you designed it for. Father, we declare right now that we are being, yes, fitted into the place you have desired and ordained. There is something you have planned for us for today. There is something you want our life to achieve for you today. There is something you want our life, yes, to express for you today. There is a thought pattern you want us to wear for today. There is a mindset, a mentality, a paradigm you want us, oh God, yes, Father, to wear for this day almighty God and therefore we undress ourselves from every selfishness we undress ourselves oh God from our own man-made desire and idea we, we undress ourselves oh God from the many thoughts and desire that the world oh God is clamoring on father we undress ourselves right now we declare we embrace that which father you've desired for us we want to be like Christ in thoughts in words indeed we want to reflect we want to manifest the intentions of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he died for us that we may walk uh, in his divine path. There is a path you have desired and ordained for us. Uh, we embrace that path this morning. We walk in your ways. We walk in your will. Uh, we declare this morning corporately, not our will. Not my will. My will can only lead me to, my, to the place of selfishness. My will can only lead me to the place, oh God, of my own, of my own, you know, preference. But that that desire and preference never lasts, never lasts. It it may it may sound nice, it may look nice. Now I may feel the temporal, you know, a, a happiness about my own thing, but it never lasts. I want that which will last for myself and for my disciples, my brothers, my sister out there. What we want is what will last. What will at last, yes, all the carnage, all the destruction taking place in Israel, yes, that is taking place in Gaza. We want that which will at last, oh God, a momentary uh, ideology. We want that which will at last a momentary feeling. We want that which, you know, feeling comes and goes. There, there is a feeling right now that we are investing into what is going on all across the globe. Maybe even our own life in our community. We, we exert so much feeling, so much energy. Only for those feelings, after three, four days, maybe two months, they deplete. We're, we're back looking for something else again. 
and then the social media and the mainstream media when when another event happens uh, and then they pump us and pump pump and pump those things and then we develop all kinds of feelings again just to maintain you know maintain this you know it's like a drug we're forever looking for another event we're forever looking for another event that we can talk around, talk about, you know, you know, yes, argue about, you know, this, you know, disagree about. And once that one is gone, then, then we don't know what to do again until another event. It's like we're living from one event to another and we have forgotten that we're supposed to live in Christ. It was Paul who said, in him I live, in him I move. In Christ I have my being. Many of us find it very strange to live life in Christ. Have you ever thought of how Enoch walked with God 365 years on earth? Have you ever thought of that? What kind of a capacity does this, this man had? This patriarch had to walk with God is the most challenging and the most difficult thing. Because to walk with God, you've got to take your eyes off human events. You've got to take your eyes off the lies of the day. You've got to take your eyes off temporal things. To walk with God is to live in the eternal realm. Is to live in the eternal now. Now faith is. Faith is eternal. Yet faith, hallelujah, is, is a now thing. It's, it's not something you, you know, you, you think about. It's not tomorrow. No. You, if you trust God, you trust him now. Now faith is what is God saying now. Help us, Father. Help us not to lose our faith. Because to lose our faith is to lose our salvation. A salvation without faith, amen, is basically waste, is lost. What, what is salvation? Hallelujah. It's not just to be saved and hope that you go to heaven. No, salvation means, amen, to be redeemed, washed by the blood of the Lamb, but to con constantly walk with the Lord, walk with me. Salvation is a call, hallelujah, to have a relationship. It's not just to secure a place in heaven. Salvation is about amen working with God on a day-to-day -day basis. Abraham, walk with me and be mature, be perfect, he said. This is the reason why the nation of Israel is in big trouble because the people, the society, does not want to walk with Christ. They want a religion, but they don't want a relationship with Jesus. These are things that people don't want to talk about. And Jesus said, You are not gonna see me again. I came so we can have a relationship, but you dis you, you dislike me, you rejected me, you're not gonna see me again until you learn and appreciate, amen, what is known as spiritual relationship. I am your savior, I am your redeemer, I am the Messiah that you're seeking for. Friends, that is a prophetic metaphor that is playing out. So while we look at an event taking place in the nation of Israel, we need to look into our life and ask ourselves, are we also playing religion like the nation of Israel or do we have a relationship with Christ? Oh, come on. These are hard truths that people don't want to talk about. Religion earlier will give us a false sense of identity. Wait until crisis happens. Then you actually know where you stand. Everybody is saying, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Hello? The peace of Jerusalem is not the thing. It's not an event. The peace of Jerusalem is the power. 
blessing the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of the world is a person is Christ will the nation accept Jesus Christ that's the answer we have all these laws and Torah and all of these things Jesus said you search the scripture and you think amen by your search and your involvement you're going to find life you missed it all that thing you're reading speaks of me this is what makes our faith amen as followers of Christ different from the religion of Judaism amen of you know of the law and the Torah when we miss this friends we'll be toiling all night like Peter said we've toiled all night and we've cut nothing except the Lord watches the city except the Lord provides except the Lord guides you are you hearing are you picking the mind of God for this season in time we are in the end of the end of days end of days means that we have to get closer closer as the heat and the fire hallelujah increases the end of days capture hallelujah through the persecution of excuse me of of of, of daniel hallelujah and, and the children of israel in the land of babylon that is a picture that is a prototype of the end of days they say you must bow when you hear the sound of the lyre and the drums and the tambourine and the harp, when you hear you bow and you say oh you know god is nebuchadnezzar and and just as they were rolling the drum and all of that you know craziness was happening in before this huge tall statue everybody was bowing down and uh, some guys got up it was a it was it was a, it was a defiant friends we live in the day of spiritual defiant can you defy the enemy when the enemy says, if you don't bow to me, you will not be able to buy. You will not be able to eat. You will not be able to survive. You will die of that sickness. I will kill all of you. It's being said again. I don't know if you have heard. They say by 2025, another pandemic is coming. You know, that you must bow the knees. But you're saying, no, hallelujah. I serve the living God. They're compelling you to bow the knees. Are you going to bow the knees? That's why the scripture says in the book of Daniel, those who know their God. Friends, the enemy is doing everything to take you off the track of knowing God. Even the little you know about him, you're beginning to doubt. Am I lying? The little you know about him, you're already doubting. You're doubting God. You're becoming a doubting Thomas. Except I see. I do not believe. Blessed are they who do not see but yet believe. We have not even begun to enter the seventh dimension, amen, of the of the of the heat of the furnace of fire. Heat that thing, hallelujah. Seven times. This is just a the first layer of the heat and many are already collapsing many the second heat is coming the third one is coming the fifth one the sixth one they heated that thing seven times the furnace is already hot you see the church was never prepared for tribulation 
We think tribulation is when the Antichrist comes. Listen, we are already in the days of the ushering in of the man of sin. It's called the Antichrist, meaning everything that reflects and defines the very nature of Christ, amen, will be, will be things thrown at you. So you can so you can disown Jesus, so you can deny him. The, the man of sin, the spirit of the Antichrist has always been there. Pharaoh said, all right, you think you want to worship God, you want to go worship your God. Okay, we'll see how you're going to do that. Give, increase the labor of the people. People today are crying. They, are, they, they don't know what to do because there's so much load that Babylon is giving to them. It's for one reason. So that you don't have time to serve God. You don't have time to call upon the Lord. You don't have time to worship the Lord. The enemy will come and attack you from every angle. And you also just... What are you living for? What are you fighting for? You just give up. Looking unto Jesus. How persuaded are you? How resolute are you? How determined are you? That is why God is calling us in this season. Look unto Jesus. The more you look unto him, the more your strength is renewed. The more your vision is renewed. Hallelujah. The more your faith, hallelujah, is empowered. The more you grow in grace. Remember, don't forget, the finality of this journey is to come into the full stature of Christ. According to Ephesians 4, that we may come into the full stature of Christ. Then we can do the work of ministry. All of this is preamble to prepare us. Almighty God. Almighty God. We turn our hearts to you. We turn our lives to you. This morning, friends, the Lord is calling us to the place of prayer. Even as we look unto Jesus, we look unto you, O God. We call upon you in times like this. Yes. Yes, Father. Our faith is not on the prophetic. Our faith is not on the apostolic. Our faith is not on some kingdom messages. Our faith, oh God, is not on some teaching. Our faith is in Christ Jesus. Is the anchor of everything we stand for. Of everything that we represent and desire. Jesus, you are the anchor. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the, is the key. He's the redeemer. He's the savior of creation. Where's your faith? Where's your hope in this season? What do you trust? What do you believe? Come on. All of this is to prepare us. Is to challenge us. Is to align us. Don't lose sight. Don't lose vision. Don't lose priority. Come on. No, no, I know, I know you're a Christian. I know you do everything that Christians do, but I'm saying, do you have your focus in view? Is Christ? Amen. Your focus. That's the point. That is the call. Many will miss the things of God by an inch. You know what? Because they are so focused on the giftings. They are so focused on the on the ministry. They are so focused, you know, on their talent. They are so focused on whatever it is that they think is noble. The most noblest thing to do in this season is to keep your eyes focused on Christ Jesus. The wise in this season will keep the lens view 
of their prophetic amen yes uh, 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 ministry focus on Christ not on the giftings I'm telling you many prophets are gonna miss this season you know why because they are so focused about end time and they have forgotten the very intention of the end of days that is about a person and I'm telling you that's the same parable that is playing out in the nation of Israel Israel must learn to focus on Jesus Christ not on the Torah not on their religion not on their belief amen but on the relationship hallelujah of a Messiah called Christ he has come he has already come he's coming back again that's the gospel the church should be preaching to Israel and not to be blindly amen supporting something that Christ may just not be involving. Oh, he said, Isaiah, you're going to be canceled. But this is the gospel. I said yesterday, was it yesterday, a few days ago, I said, the church is almost re replacing the Torah for the gospel. Many of the prophets that I'm hearing today speaking about what is going on, nobody is talking about the real reality on ground. Jesus, the Lord said, I am your redeemer. I am your buckler. I am your shield. I am the one earlier that goes into war and fight for your battle. Israel will never be able to win this war without the Lord, without Christ. Amen. Being, amen, crowned as the king, as the Lord, as the savior, as their redeemer. They will never win the battle. Until all the fighting men of Israel died, nobody entered the promised land. Did you read that before in the scripture? This is the day of the end of the strength of man. And if there is any nation that depicts, that reflects the strength of a man today on earth, is the nation of Israel. This is the other side of the gospel that we don't want to touch because... Uh, we don't want to be cancelled. We don't want to... No, no, no. But this is the gospel. The gospel has to be proclaimed and be declared earlier in truth. This nation needs salvation. And the salvation is not in good works. The salvation is not in America, unfortunately. It's not in the UN. It's not in, you know, EU. It's not in United Kingdom. It's not, you know, in any place. The salvation is not in the, you know, military might, you understand, of the nation of Israel. No, it's not. And God is showing us things. He's helping us to see. The day, you know, they were talking about going to, you know, ground invasion of, of, of you know, of, of Gaza. What happened? It began to rain. Can't you see the handwriting on the wall? I'm only bringing out things that, you know, people don't want to talk about. Things that will allow us to know the kind of prayer we need to pray for that nation, for that region. I was look. I was watching a documentary yesterday. They, you know, this Amas terrible guys. They, they gave this, you know, uh, 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 um, this media, you know, group. I don't know who they are, but this lady. They gave her, you know, you know, a, a peak view. In fact, they took her into their tunnel. They say Israel is saying no. We bomb all the tunnels. They took this lady deep down, 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 down and show this lady the network of torn, you know, tunnels that are now bombed, impact filled with weapons bombs all over the place, they say we are ready and I'm saying God have mercy 
this is apocalypse this is end of days this nation needs prayer we need to stand to know the kind of prayer when you say we need to pray you know, for the peace of Jesus we must know what we're talking about the enemy has gone deep deep the, the enemy has reached deep into the very skin of the nation only the Lord can save the nation of Israel this battle is not just about Hamas. When they tell you it's about you know Israel and Hamas war. Before it, it you know when this war began, it was Israel's war. Now then they change. You see, media is very, very clever. Then they change the narrative, Israel Hamas war. But this is this is beyond Israel Hamas war. This is a this is a this is a spiritual warfare being played out. You understand? Yes, you know, uh, on the platform of religion, but it's a spiritual war, and Israel will only win this war when they turn to the Lord. He said, "Turn to me and be saved." Is the Savior? I'm just telling you, as a prophet, I'm just telling you, so we have an understanding of what we're dealing with. Hallelujah. But this morning, this prayer is not just about Israel. My focus is not about Israel. It's about what is playing out, amen, out there, you know, being a parable of what is playing out in our own life. How many of us today feel defeated? How many of us, amen, feel overwhelmed? Because that is what is going on. The, you know, this Amas want to overwhelm the nation of Israel. We'll overwhelm them. Don't allow the nation to overwhelm you. Don't allow the enemy to overwhelm you. Do not allow the enemy to overwhelm you. Don't allow the enemy to overwhelm you. I, I, I tell you, friends, I feel overwhelmed. I'm in a situation, you know, you feel God. Then you remember who you are and then you rise up again and say, Lord, I thank you. My soul, my mind, my body, I bind to you in all of this. You're in control, you're in charge. My life, I yield to you. My body, I surrender. My mind, every part of me. I just want to walk. He said, walk with me. You don't want to walk on your own strength. You don't want to walk on your ability. You don't want to walk on your own wisdom. I put all of that aside. I walk with you. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you, Lord. Teach me how to walk with you. Teach me how to trust in you again. Teach me how to depend on you. Teach me. Teach me. Lead me. Guide me. And when he, when you pray prayer like that, he will begin to use events. You, you ask, you see, whenever we pray, all right, God answers our prayer, right? But the way God answers our prayer is what most of us are not ready for. <laughs> is what mo most of us are not prepared for. Yes, you've asked the Lord for something. He, 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 will, he, will, he, will, he will respond back. Most times God will respond back through maybe a situation, a circumstance, people, events. But that's God's, God's answer prayer. That is an answer prayer. Hallelujah. Yes, that's God answering your prayer. But you see, our mindset, our mentality of how God answers our prayer is in fact is what stops us from embracing the, the result of our, of our prayer. You ask the Lord to teach you, to guide you. So he brings situation. He brings people. He brings events into your life. Amen. Yes. To guide you. But you look at that thing, you say, no, no. I'm a Jew. Nothing unclean has ever touched my lips. I'm not going to kill and eat. That is how we respond most time to an answered prayer. This guy, is, his prayer is hungry. He went to pray. Guess God answering prayer. He refused the prayer. He refused, excuse me, he refused the answer to his own prayer. 
can you recognize an answer to your prayer when you ask God for deliverance and God you know begins to come to bring deliverance can you see that that is in fact God's deliverance can you see that or are you are you going to stand away in the way of that deliverance and never sit and get thee behind me <laughs> how many times have you prayed and God have come to answer your prayer but you can't see you cannot identify the result of your own prayer are you seeing our problem we honor you father this day we ask you to help us grant us direction grant us a leading men always ought to pray and not to lose heart not to faint not to give up in this new day father as the world looks to us a direction as the world look towards the east as the world looks towards Israel and look towards the Palestinian community we look up to heaven where our help comes from we look up to you we refuse to keep our eyes yes on events that are per se on, on things that are not eternal help us Lord strengthen us grace us enable us may your kingdom continue to come may your will be done in the life of my sisters and my brothers all across the globe wherever they are watching from from South Africa to, 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 to Zambia to Zimbabwe to the United Kingdom wherever people are going to be connecting and watching and will be listening to this podcast Father I pray that they will pick oh God the genuity they will pick the honesty of this prayer they will pick the truth oh God embedded in the life of this prayer oh God and they will embrace it and say amen meaning that yes it is done Father we agree with your will we agree with your heart we agree with your mind we bind our mind soul and body to your desire and intention we declare this morning we will no longer fight and struggle with your desire May your desire overrule our own preference, O oh God. Provide for us, sustain us. Those who need financial intervention, Father, we ask, O oh God. Yes, only you can we ask. We can't ask anyone. Those who need financial intervention, including me, Father, we ask this morning. You know that you are able because indeed you are a provider. And so, Father, we ask this morning for, yes, financial intervention in those areas, oh God, yes, that people are desperately needing, yes, just a little amount, maybe a lot of amount to bring them out of that quagmire, to bring them out of that situation. Father, we ask of you, we receive those who need, oh God, yes, healing in their body, who are sick, who are diseased. Father, we ask this morning, you are our Bam in Gilead. You are, oh Father, our Jehovah Raphat. We receive divine healing in the name of Jesus. Those who need divine direction, oh Father, yes, regarding that situation that they need to make a decision over. Father, I pray right now that yes, Father, we receive divine direction direction comes from you for there's a way that cement right unto a man but the end is destruction D direction comes from you and so we receive clarity and direction and give them strength and confidence 
to make direction, to make decision based on the direction that is coming. Oh, Father, those who need to know how to hear your voice, because how can we even receive from you if we cannot hear your voice, if we cannot see what you're doing? So I pray, Father, touch, oh God, the ears of your people. Remove the wax. Remove, oh God, the blockage. Help them to hear. Oh God, bring people across their path to teach them, to show them, to give them direction in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Father, those, almighty God, who need to rise up, oh God, from the state of brokenness and shatteredness oh God and depression father we declare let your joy right now oh God be administered to them wherever they are on their bed oh God maybe on their couch listening and watching me wherever they are may your presence your spirit right now minister to them or those who may be going to work and they are listening oh God I pray right now let your spirit oh God flood their heart flood their car let your presence oh God yes father break the chain of, of, of the enemy, the chain, oh God, of depression, the chain, oh God, of confusion, the chain of the enemy attacking their mind. Let it be shattered in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, this morning. Thank you, Father, for provision. Those who need accommodation, yes, Father, thank you for accommodation we receive in the name of Jesus. Father, we honor you. We bless your name for divine provision. Thank you for guidance. Those who need to make a journey that you have sent from one location to another, Father, Thank you for divine, yes, transportation. Thank you for making a way. Thank you, Father, for favor. Thank you, Father, for open doors for your people. Those, oh, Father, who need to, yes, start that business, who need, oh, God, another provision in terms of, yes, their business. I thank you that you're making a way right now. We do not put our hope, oh, God, in some man, in some idea. We put our hope in you. Thank you, Lord God, that skill, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and favor come from you. We receive in the name of Jesus. Thank Thank you, Father. Father, for those who are crying for the growth and development of their ministry, right now receive grace, empowerment, endowment. In the name of Jesus, we declare, oh God, favor, commitment, loyalty in the name of Jesus on the ministry from leaders who are weak and tired. And I can relate with that. I lift their hands up like this, this morning. Like the hands of Moses was lifted up, oh God by the ministry of Aaron and all. I lift their hand up. We lift their hand up. We declare, oh God, your leaders, oh God, all across the nations will not be weary, will not be tired. And those who are already weary and tired, Father, uh, there was a period in my life not too long I was weary and tired. I was depressed. I felt like giving up. But you came and you ministered life to me and you're still ministering life to me. And so, Father, in that same light, I declare, let your spirit, let your light be ministered to your men, to your servant in times of darkness, oh God, in times of weakness, uh, in times of confusion, in times, oh God, yes, where they feel despondent and feel there's no way out. I thank you, Lord, that you're sending help. You're sending help as you send, yes, help Almighty God to your leaders in the early church, oh God, yes, you're sending help. You're sending help. You're sending help. Thank you, Lord, that they will not be distracted. They will not go into the world system to look for help, oh God. Provide for their needs, their home, their family, their children, their marriage, oh God. Strengthen them, encourage them, oh God. In the name of Jesus, send support, oh God, to them, oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for support. Thank you for provision. Thank you this morning for making a way for them where there seem to be no way. Thank you for uplifting the hands, oh God, of that young man, that young woman, oh God, that is still single, looking for a life partner. Thank you, Jesus, that they will not make wrong choices. No, they will not make wrong choices. Thank 
thank you that you will guide your hearts, you guide their life to the glory of your name. Thank you. We rejoice in you this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Oh, what a joy to, to pray and to know you. Thank you, Father, for a sense of rejuvenation, new life. Thank you, Lord, that we are partaker of the rivers, of the rivers of life. Thank you this morning. Yes, we drink of you, Jesus, fountain of life. Hallelujah. Renew. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for strength and grace. Hallelujah. Our friends, once again, thank you this morning for being part of this broadcast. I wish I can continue, but I need to stop now. Right. So once again, I pray that the Lord will continue to grace and strengthen you and encourage you. And let's just remain faithful where the Lord, amen, has positioned us. Let's, let's not give up. Let's not be derailed and be distracted. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, amen, the finisher, the author and the finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. Consider Jesus, amen, yes, who considered the joy that was set before him, endure the cross. Hallelujah. Victory is sure. Thank you so very much, everyone. Please your own private time take time to pray for me i need all the prayers i need all the direction i need all the you know if you will guidance and and, and, and leading thank you my dear sister kumis i really appreciate it all right thank you so very much god bless you amen please continue to pray continue to seek the lord and let the lord continue to guide your heart god bless you we'll see you again hopefully tomorrow as the spirit of god leads us amen enjoy the rest of your day bye-bye